to this podcast. This is episode one. This podcast has no title at this moment, at this point, but it's a podcast where I talk about scary stories from Kenya. And um, it's an offshoot from another podcast that I was doing that's a bit more personal and very rambly and not very focused and I I really liked how this episode came out and um, I'd like to share this information and, and share the episode and share the story you know just share the story so this is going to be the first episode and in the next few episodes we are going to talk about the same story um, just to do this story justice because it's it's a huge story and has so many components. I'd like to do it justice by giving it a number of episodes and just giving giving time for the story to unfold nicely and and for anyone who's listening to be able to follow the story. So um, this first episode is going to be an intro, just an introduction um, to the story, introduction to, I guess, my way of telling the story, my way of storytelling, just to help anyone who's listening be able to follow the story better. I think um, I think this might be helpful. <laughs> so um, the story that we're going to talk about today is about Judy Kambura Angaine. <laughs> I know I'm massacring the name. I'm going to learn how to say it better and uh, I'm still learning. I still feel a bit weird saying it, so hopefully as the episodes progress, I'll get better at that. And um, the story of Judy Angaine is one that I've been obsessed with for a long, t- long time. And over the years, I've collected a lot of research and I'm at the point where I feel like, um, yeah, I-, I have enough information to be able to add something new to the whole narrative. Um, when I was doing research on the story of Judy Angaine, there was so much material that I already found until I, I was asking, should I do, Is it? would it add anything if I added something to it? But um, every story that I read, they, they're, all, they're all really, really good. And uh, many of them were really very good. And um, there was just, there were, there were, there were, um, details that were in one story that didn't seem to be in another story and and some stories with like a singular unique detail and I know this might mean that often this means that it's, it's not true like if there's a singular unique detail in that story it might be a thing that's not true but I, I, I can't be sure in the end but what I want to do is 
is tell a story where I combine all the different aspects of this of of the of of the stories that I read and try and do something very comprehensive um this story is one that I I don't want to sound cliche and say it's very special to me because I have no connection to this person but they are just stories that that grip you and um every it's different for everyone and this this one this is a story that gripped me and there there are a lot of kenyan stories that are similar i mean there are a lot of scary stories from kenya mysteries let's call them mysteries um you know disappearances unsolved murders that that type of stuff it's not really unknown no, none of this stuff is unknown it's just that it's not in the public domain So what's even weirder is that there are some people who know you know it could be one or two people in the whole world who know and um maybe they die with their secrets Anyway so the story of Judy Angaine is the story of an unsolved murder and Kenya has a lot of this um a lot of these a lot of stories like these um unsolved murders <laughs> Um, there are so many um, famous ones from even colonial times when Kenya was the Kenya colony. Um, there's one very famous one that I will not do on this podcast. <laughs> I will not do on this podcast. Mambo ya wazungu sijuka mantaingilia. And anyway, I, I watched a, a, an episode recently, and um, I don't, anyway, I want to talk about. Lord Errol. The story I'm talking about is the story of Lord Errol. I I don't want to talk about Lord Errol. I will not talk about Lord Errol on this podcast. But it's a very interesting story and I think it's one of the more famous unsolved murder mysteries. But if you live in Kenya, if you've grown up in Kenya, I lived I grew up in Kenya. There are a lot of stories, a lot of murders that end up being unsolved. I don't I'm trying to stop referring to them as stories because these are these are real people who lived real lives and i think that sometimes when you get so engrossed in it being a story you forget that um yeah this is a real person and i'm really really trying to preserve that or respect that when i tell the story and um i hope i hope this will come through so the story of judy and gaina the reason i'm doing an intro is because i feel like there are some things that it would be good to go into the story knowing Um Judy Angaine was a young Kenyan woman who was murdered in 1978. At the time of her death, she was the daughter of a cabinet minister. Her father was Jackson Harvester Angaine. He was the cabinet minister in charge of lands. And um if you know a bit about Kenyan history and historical injustices to do with land from colonial times um into you know pre-independence uh, into the period after independence and even to date these are very very um long standing and old um what can i call them what can i say how can i say it the issue of land in Kenya is a very old one it's very long standing and it's 
it's possible to be able to get some kind of understanding about it if you know a little about Kenyan history, um, about colonial history, about um, how land was taken away and in the end after independence land had to be redistributed to the population. Um, so anybody who was in charge of that docket, especially at that time, in the uh, soon after independence, it probably was a very powerful docket. I, yeah, it's safe. What I mean is, it's safe to say that her father was a very powerful cabinet minister at the time of her death. So when I say she was a daughter of a powerful cabinet minister, she was not by any means his only daughter. In fact, he had many wives, so she was a daughter to one of his wives. Um, maybe that puts some kind of context into it, but still, her father was a powerful cabinet minister at the time of her death. And um, her murder has never been solved. And this is a strange thing, given you know her father's connections. In fact, um, not only was he a powerful cabinet minister, to, to just have been able to get to the point where he was in charge of that docket he had very close ties with the with the first president president jomo kenyatta he was a close ally of the president you know strongly connected to him it's it's strange that his daughter's murder went unsolved they never it never was revealed in the public domain who killed her and this is a very common type of unsolved murder in kenya where um, you never really get to know the reasons behind a lot of these murders. And over the years, um, in post-independence Kenya, the stories have accumulated. And the story of Judy Angaina is one of them, one of the very early ones, because she was killed, like I said, in 1978. At that time, she was in her 20s, Maybe, maybe late 20s, maybe early 30s, I think, 20s or 30s. So she was quite a young woman. And um, a few details about her just to kind of introduce the kind of person she was and, you know, to try and get an understanding of that. It's, yeah, it's not very easy to find information about her early life, but the things that we do know at the time of her death is that she had a son. Um, I think he was about eight years old when, when she died. And his father was someone that she had been seeing but was no longer seeing. Um, in fact, at the time of her death, she was in a relationship with a man called David Kisela. He was a major in the Kenya army. And they worked together. Um, Judy Angaine was actually a captain in the Kenya army at the time of her death. So um, the man that she was seeing was a major in the army and um, they worked together in a sense maybe not together together but they were both in the army and perhaps that's where they met most of the information about Judy Angaine relates to her murder and most of the information some sources state it explicitly others don't but when you when I when I did the research, it looked like most of the information came from the murder trial, um, from the murder trial. So after Judy Angaine was killed, there was actually a murder trial, and because her murder is unsolved, the, the trial it ended in an acquittal. The trial ended in, in an acquittal, 
and that's why the murder remains unsolved. But there was a murder trial, and this is where most of the information that I'm going to share in the next few episodes is going to come from, and even in this episode. Um, so it's um, stuff that came out from people's testimonies and uh, cross-examinations. Yes, um, these are their accounts. And um, most of the information available is of the day that she died and the day before. So the day before she died and the day that she died, that is where most of the story is going to be focused on. And it was a very eventful 48 hours, it seems. Um, yeah, so that's where that's what we are going to be talking about. The other thing that I'd like to talk about, and um, I'm sorry for so many spoilers, I just feel that that this this stuff it's important to go into the story knowing it because the story is very heavy there is a lot of information and um i want to kind of introduce it here i will probably repeat it in the next episode repeat it um, a few times a few a few things will come up a few times and this is just to help keep the story together and um yeah just to follow the story so just a few more just one one last detail actually is that the person who stood trial for her murder for the murder of judy and gaine was this man that she was seeing who was actually her fiance david kisila he's the one who stood trial for judy and gaine's murder in the end there wasn't enough evidence to deliver a guilty verdict and he was acquitted there is um, a very famous picture so now, because the story is so old, there are not so many pictures, not so old, but 1978, you can't compare it to right now where it's so easy to take and upload a picture. So the pictures are not that many, but there is one that I found of Kisila when he was acquitted. So yeah, he was actually acquitted and nobody else stood trial for the murder uh, of Judy Angaine and it is unsolved to date. I think I think what I'm gonna do is is make an Instagram and please please bear with me if there's no Instagram by the time that you listen to this episode but I'm gonna make an Instagram and share share pictures and um, I think I think that's enough introduction um, yeah let's let's get into the story thank you for listening Thank you.